One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, my friends. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Don't forget, of course, you can hear me on Drive all this week from 4pm alongside the sneaker freak himself, Darren Ben. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How lucky am I? Very lucky, my friends. Very lucky. Now, we start today's podcast by looking back at the England under-21's second group game against Israel at the European Championships. Here's how it all sounded on TalkSport 2. No bones about it. England are favourites. And all the pressure is on them. Jones thinking about the cross. Plays it back and deep towards Gomez. Put one to him. Morgan gives White. He's White in the 18 yard box. Forward to Madweke. Into the penalty area. There's a scramble. Can England get it home? And it's tucked away by Emile Smith Rowe. Oh, looking to the flag and it's gone off. It's going to thwart them. Morgan gives White incensed. England's joy short lived after just three minutes. Now comes through down towards the byline. And it's Gibbs White. Gets the curling shot. Gordon! 1 0 England! Anthony Gordon with a well-placed, well-timed header, and this one will count. He headed it across goal, deep and powerful and strong. It's taken a quarter of an hour, but England are flying. England won, Israel nil. Dulai's going to go for it and Foster, good save from the goalkeeper. James Trafford got low, and to his left, he punched it around the post. Into the feet of Emile Smith-Rowe, England playing first-time football. Now Emile Smith-Rowe shoots. Oh, a brilliant goal for Emile Smith-Rowe. He finds the bottom corner. He rifled it home from outside the penalty area. England push on into a 2-0 lead in Georgia. England's journey carries on in Georgia beyond the group stage. Looks as if they've sealed top spots with a game to spare. And the Young Lions will be here for the quarterfinals. The Young Lions have roared twice in Kutaisi. The final score, England under-21s 2, Israel 0. You know, this is only the second time in the last seven tournaments that they've they've qualified from the group. So to do it after two games and, you know, two convincing wins, really, you know, really, really good from, from Lee Carsley's men. And, you know, we'll give them confidence going into the tournament that, that they can go on and, and do really well. There's a final score in the game involving Germany. England's next opponents, they have lost against the Czech Republic. So the Czechs have won 2-1. That brings them to three points. They are second behind England, sixth. But because this UEFA competition is to be decided, not by goal difference, but by head-to-head, England obviously having beaten Czech Republic, that means that after just two games, England have not only sealed progression, they've got top spot as well. And the group winners will be back a week from today in the quarterfinals against the second-best Group A side. At the moment, it's co-host Georgia who topped the group ahead of Belgium after two matches. But what an achievement for Lee Carsley, sir. Now, staying with football and the transfer window, rumours have been hotting up over the weekend. See what I did there? It was hot over the... Anyway, 
Arsenal, Chelsea and Manchester United are just some of the teams that are busy in the early days of the market. What is shaping up to be a manic summer transfer window. Declan Rice, it's 3-0 to West Ham. The skipper with the crowning glory. Some people want to go somewhere where there's a project and they can be integral in winning something, not just a bit part player. For Manchester City, if you don't want to go and play with Kevin De Bruyne, if you don't want to go and work with Pep Guardiola, if you don't want to join the treble winners, I'm afraid that you shouldn't really be playing. Arsenal would suit him because of the way and style that Arteta's got Arsenal playing at the moment. Declan Rice can play both positions. £90 million for a you know, what many people see as a holding midfielder. That that would make him one of the most expensive players in, in kind of football history. Mason Mount from the edge of the box. Fizzes one into the bottom left-hand corner. Meet in the middle, get it done for the best of everyone. Chelsea don't want this dragging on. Man United don't want to have to go out and get a second choice that they don't really see. So Mason's their priority. Get it done. But David De Gea looks to the heavens because he knows he's made a massive, massive error. He has to leave. He's nowhere near the top-level goalkeepers that you need to be competing for, you know, titles, competing for leagues. And Anana, everyone saw in the Champions League how good he is with the ball at his feet, and that's one of the main things that Eric Hag wants to implement. Harry Kane, another season, another 30 goals, another record. Tottenham's talisman. My prediction for Harry Kane is that he starts the season as a Tottenham player. What's wrong with that? I just think it's slightly underwhelming simply because... I think he's such a good player. And this time, there is no mistake from Kai Havertz. Maybe that's an upgrade on Granit Xhaka, who performed fantastically last season. That's a position that Arsenal really need to, to up their goal output from. Finale is doing fantastically well at the moment. His attitude, his desire, his aggression. And what they're building there is something very impressive. Newcastle are to be taken very seriously next year. And a reminder, you can hear the Transfer Insiders every weekday from 8pm with Adi Oladipo and Rory Jennings. Staying with transfers, let's hear from Tony Cascarino now on the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show, discussing the future of Mason Mount and whether he will end up being a Manchester United player. Mason Mount from the edge of the box. Fizzes one into the bottom left-hand corner. Mason Mount, 40 million is... is no, it's a steal. It's, it's absolute... Bargain. I think Manchester United will suit him um, as an eight with Fernandez alongside him, Casemiro behind. Plays it in and it's on a plate for Mason Mount. Chelsea lead by two goals to nil. He's a good squad player. Looks like he's got the right attitude. He's, he can play, by the way. He's had real success. Played key roles in him winning big trophies as well. And if someone can get him and he's only 24, that's a great bit of business. And he's only got one year left. I think anyone in the top six we try and get him. You can see why they want Mason Mount so much. This midfield combination for me is all wrong. There's no legs. And there's no real determination either in there at the moment. Like, not everybody has that desire to win, desire to cover every blade of grass. Mason Mount does. I just think there's a, a lot that's gone on. and um, I know he's been injured, Mason Mount, but along the way, his performance has reflected quite an unhappy player. That's how I saw him in, in sort of recent months when he has played. Not quite looking the Mason Mount that... So certainly, Chelsea player, uh, fans have not seen what mm-hmm. the year, what they, he did the year before. So 
It, it's strange how it's changed quite quickly for him at Chelsea. Sets up Pascal Gross, who cracks it goalwards, hits a defender, comes back to Caicedo, whose effort goes into the corner from 20 yards out, past David De Gea, and Brighton take the lead. A stunning effort from Caicedo. They're, they're completely different players. They're, they're, you'd be reinventing the midfield. Yeah. You know, and you could argue, well, Mount could play on the right. You know, I'm 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 not so sure that he's as effective there. I think he, when you get more central, he's more likely to get goals. Um, so yeah, it's a for me. There's been a breakdown at Chelsea quite clearly for for him to have got to this stage of you know his contract's been sort of gradually running down and they haven't got a deal and they've made it quite clear they're willing to sell him. And I should think he's quite he's probably a bit disillusioned by what's happened at Chelsea. Away from football for a moment and on to horse racing. Frankie de Tori bowed out of Royal Ascot over the weekend, but what's next for the Italian? Rupert Bell and jockey Martin Dwyer had their say. First race on the final day of Royal Ascot 2023. It's been a magical week. It may be Snellen and Pearls and Ruby. It's going to be close. I think Snellen has just done it. Fantastic run, second uh, Royal Ascot victory for Gavin Cromwell. Streets of Gold is trying to get there, Holloway boy flying at the finish of zoology, but he's not going to get to a very gutsy and determined Age of Kings who kept off all comers. Another winner at Royal Ascot for Aidan O'Brien. But I think they're set, it's six furlongs. This is the million pound race here at Ascot. The Queen Elizabeth II Jubilee Stakes. It's going to be a big shock here. Coming through, Hardem has come through, <laughs> and that is an amazing performance. Absolutely no idea how Kadeem has has done that. Pile driver is continuing his love affair with Ascot, but it got very messy in the final stages. Ryan Moore definitely had to snatch up there. This one is currently an 11 to 1 chance uh, for Frankie to uh, give him a win in the Wokingham. Just holding on is St Lawrence. Archie Watson and Holly Doyle have found the key there. She is the new superstar. Who needs Frankie when you've got Holly Doyle? <laughs> Let's just put it down and just say this is the last time we will see Frankie Dettori riding at the Royal Meeting. Burnett Road is going to hold on in the big orange colours and it is my brother who is the Frankie Dettori party pooper. Fantastic uh, week it's been and we've enjoyed it. he's going to continue riding for the rest of the year he'll be back at Ascot his final day in this country will be at Ascot on October the 21st and then there's a big shindig in London afterwards I'm pretty sure this is it of course it's all the euphoria and you know the you know he loves the adrenaline the center of Mm. attention but actually he realizes that sort of monastic lifestyle that jockeys have to go he's probably going to say right I now want to start to to let the air out of the balloon and enjoy myself, he'll have plenty to do, I'm sure. Uh, he will be in demand to do all sorts yeah. of things. So he's not going to be sitting at home twiddling his thumbs. He said he wanted to finish at the top. He's going out with a bang and a lot of people are speculating, will he, will he keep going next year? But I personally think he'll end. He, he's, he set out to finish at the very top. I was sat in his house with him in November mm-hmm. and he cracked open a bottle of champagne and he said to me, this is it, I'm finishing. And he said, I want to finish at the very top. I want to do it my way. Um, and yeah. that's exactly what he's doing. So I think it's a it's a fitting end to what's been a brilliant career. You know, he's one of the best jockeys there's ever been. So I I truly think he will finish at the end of the season. But 
you know, it's a whirlwind tour. Uh, Tony, I think you had a testimonial, but he's having one for a whole year. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, he, he has spoken to me a few times and I think he's already got a few things lined up. Um, I know, I don't know if you're a betting man, but I, I think he's going to be doing all the programmes next, next year. But if I was you, I wouldn't be betting on him to win the uh, the dancing competition. He, I think he's going to do that one. He'll look good in sequence, but he can't dance. He's worse than me. He cannot dance, I promise you. So don't be betting on him to win that one. But it's a Frankie win. We've had a royal win. And now the king of the track here has won the biggest race of them all at the royal meeting. And Rupert, you know, we were talking about uh, Frankie having 81 Royal Ascot winners under his belt. Ryan Moore's just won the... Royal Ascot Jackie's title for the tenth time. Aidan O'Brien won the training time. It makes it sound like these winners are very easy to come by. But as you know, your brother had a winner yesterday. How hard is it to get a horse into the winners' enclosure at Royal Ascot? So hard. You know that's that's why you've got to admire Aidan O'Brien. I mean, he is like uh, the Red Bull team in Formula One, totally. And the rest are then sort of scratching around and hoping. And that's why you look at Archie Watson. He, I think, he had two or three winners. That's a great effort for him as a, an emerging young trainer to have those. It is extremely difficult. Yes, there are 35 races, but they're all so competitive. You look at the prices of the winners, you know, it's it's not just the favourites. Everyone going there thinks they've got a chance of winning. It is so hard, but it means so much to Warren and Sundry. And that's why we see horses coming over from Australia, America. We had an American winner earlier in the week. Mm. That, again, is a great shot window for the sport because the prize money is not as big as it is in other jurisdictions, but it's about the prestige of winning at Royal Ascot because it's not only about winning, it's the, the prestige of the meeting and the breeding rights and everything. That's why people come here and it's a great shop window. It's a uniquely British sporting occasion. Now, people might poo-poo all the dressing up and everything, but that's the point of it. It's different and that's why it should be treasured for what it is and, and provides the best spectacle and actually for the sport these last five days with no football going on next year it'll be up against the euros mm. so it won't get the oxygen of publicity that it has had this year thanks to the frankie factor and the king and other things so it's been a very positive week for british racing this week now they've just got to build on it and make sure they have the stars going forward that will engage the public just as much as frankie has to click it now, let's get a roundup of the women's ashes between England and Australia with TalkSport's Georgie Heath. Oh my goodness, it's been a nervy old couple of hours here at Trent Bridge. Play is finished for the day. England close out play 116 for five. It's been very, very nervous. They still need 152 to win this test match, which is worth four points, which is a hell of a lot out of the 16 needed to win the women's ashes out in the middle, Kate Cross, the night watcher, and Danny Wyatt there on 20. England came out flying after Sophie Eccleston took her second fiver of the game. But things have very much slowed down. And England, they've got a hell of a mountain to climb tomorrow when they come back out for day five of this Ashes Test match. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. And finally to boxing and the saga between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Oh, excuse me, I'm just yawning out of boredom about saying this so many times. Anyway, that thing rumbles on. Gareth A. Davis believes that AJ needs to fight Fury this summer, whilst former professional boxers Carl Froch and Johnny Nelson had their say on White and Jordan earlier on in the week. Fury and Joshua need to fight this summer, in my view. Why leave it so long? Just because there's money, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow at the end no, of the agree, year. Or just say, we're going to wait for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Why Why shilly-shally around at the moment saying, yeah, we're all going to have a summer fight. Fury announced something again a couple of days ago. We're waiting for an announcement next week. The, the, the people, the powers that be, I've contacted them this week, they're silent. They're silent on the other side of the pond. They're silent over here with Queensbury. There's nothing coming out. Over the history of boxing championship fights, when they lose a fight, they get straight back in the deep end, straight back into the world title contention. And nine times out of ten, they'll win it back. Carl. All this warm-up nonsense, and he wants to fight AJ, um, wants to fight Dylan White in another fight, and he's just boxed Franklin, and now he's looking at maybe Jarrell Miller. It's all nonsense. He needs mm. to get back in there and fight for a world title, and show us that he believes in himself and he means business in the sport, or just retire. Tyson's getting to the stage where, and it's obvious he's losing fans, loyal fans, because all these empty promises that are coming, he's boxed what? He's, he's supposed to be boxing 20 opponents in the last two months. They've never come off or it's, negotiations have fallen through because because he's not happy with, with whatever. So that it's like the boy that cried wolf. Trust is, is, is starting to go. So you've heard this again. And it is a Tyson Fury show, but he, he needs to understand boxing was there before him. Boxing will be there after him. He isn't boxing. And he actually thinks he is boxing. And, and and again, it's like the Usyk situation. I thought Tyson Fury would beat Usyk. I just don't find Tyson Fury thinks uh, he'll beat him. Why do we feel that we, we're not getting these fights over the line with Tyson Fury? What do you think the underlining problem is with it, Johnny? Like sort of- Tyson Fury is the problem. We know he's a good fighter, but Tyson Fury, if he doesn't want to fight today, he's going to make up the most ridiculous excuses. He's this, he's that. He didn't give me this, he didn't give me that. He didn't wear pink shoelaces or whatever. And it's Tyson Fury. Well, that's all we've got time for, my friends. There will be, of course, another one of these Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcasts out tomorrow, so make sure you do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. I'll be back on Drive Time today from 4pm alongside the Sneaker Freak, so make sure you join me for that. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day, and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson. And me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of Howard Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here.